I'm John Ryan, and this is Pod Roast. This week, Harry and Meghan kick off their multi-year partnership with Spotify, so that's three in their marriage too, and French and Saunders are titting about for Audible. So the bizarrely titled Archwell Audio arrives, like a new strain of the virus, in a cloud of dollar bills in the dying days of 2020, dropping Spotify several divisions in the League of Cool. It starts with the words, fill in the blank, not from our famous couple. No, this is a chin-strokey, NPR-y kind of montage. Uh, They finish the sentence, 2020, the year that with a number of their guests. The year that saw horror and meanness surge and justice fight back. Now that's what I call serial library music plonks away in the background, as they all say it was the year everything changed. I thought that was 2006 in Torchwood. It's more like a montage than a montage, to be fair. Rather than insight, lovingly cut in a way to keep you listening, this is a join-the-dots collection of lowlights. And surely someone at Gimlet knows the law that podcast rundowns are just for rundown podcasts. Harry and Meghan finally appear at 51 seconds in. It's 2020, apparently. That's from the sixth in lines of the British throne, rather than his missus. He says, we're glad you're here. We really want to honour compassion and kindness and to honour those who have experienced uncertainty and unthinkable loss. Clearly, they were so busy honouring people, no one took a blue pencil to the script. Megan shouts out to health and care workers. I'm sure they'll be thrilled. Meanwhile, he sounds like a priest with a beach ball in his mouth, asking us to hold on to lessons we've learnt about how important it is to take care of one another and how meaningful our connections are, even when they're physically impossible. What if we can bring together some people that inspire us, a few friends and a lot of other folks? X-Factor music kicks in at this point, as everyone from democracy advocates to tennis players to Elton John introduce themselves. It is as surreal as I just described. Every time they want you to think about something that's just been said, the music kind of tails off to nothing and pauses for a moment. It's like being hit over the head by a sledgehammer made of bad samples. They supposedly ad-lib about the power of audio for a bit, like they just discovered it. They say their guests won't have to navigate the sometimes awkward glance of a video chat and then makes the you're on mute gag. That was funny, back in April. And then comes up with my favourite four words, probably in the whole podcast. Grab a cosy beverage. Where did that come from, Harry? Uh, Elton is semi-diabetic. Matt Haig was falling down COVID rabbit holes, whatever one of those is. The actor, writer and philanthropist Tyler Perry talks about praying. And Brené Brown is a research writer and podcaster specialising in vulnerability, shame and courage. She says she coped with 2020 by committing to unlearning and relearning and learning again. But one tip from Brené's workplace that I do like, they start every meeting with a two-word check-in. Just two words to see how you're feeling. Well, by now I'm 7 minutes 22 seconds in, and can I go with bored shitless, please, Brené? 
George the Poet is rightly hailed as one of the world's most interesting podcasters, so I hope it was a really big check that got him on here. More backing music, this time sounding like it's from a spa in the Four Seasons. And then there is some powerful stuff around Black Lives Matter in the podcast, but it has more occasional drones and beds underneath it than an ITV drama. They also have this weird habit of interrupting their contributors. Sorry, but I have to again. Jose Andres is an amazing restaurateur. Trump critic and Nobel Peace Prize nominee. He also happens to be the ninth richest chef in the world. His net worth is $50 million. Even then, I'm still not sure his genuine sadness at laying off staff in 2020 is any more affecting than hearing a subway manager telling you the same thing. A much camper than usual, James Corden tells us he could spend a whole day staring at the corner of a rug. Well, it would still beat re-watching Horn and Corden. Rachel Cargill read children's books on social media during the pandemic. Christina Adana is a 17-year-old climate and food activist. She talks about chatting to friends on FaceTime every day, like every other 17-year-old in the whole world. Uh, She also talks about being Gen Z. I had to look that up before I realised she means Generation Z. Clearly, as a Londoner, she's been on the same Kool-Aid as Harry has. I take the piss, but these are actually three great gets. David Tennant, say, or Craig Parkinson could get a series of brilliance out of any one of them. Here they're thrown away, 30 seconds of nothing much at all. It's almost like they took the first answer from the interview and tossed the rest on the cutting room floor. The happy couple occasionally pop up to read the kind of cue, and I hold my hands up here, that you write when your presenter's literally walking up from the reception to the booth and you're hungover. And this is something we heard from others too. And for Elton, video conferencing was more than just a way to connect. George the Poet had this to share. Those kind of random connecting phrases when you're totally out of inspiration. Elton then does a sponsor read for Zoom, at least that's what it sounds like, then into another montage. This time it's what our guests, why do they call them that? What would they tell the future about this moment in time? This is full-on, phone-it-in NPR style, with more mumfordy music. Deepak Chopra pops up next in a surreal minute that's not referenced by anything else at either side and describes himself as an explorer of consciousness. Then another vaguely connected set of trite self-help clips that sound like something you'd rip out of an in-flight magazine. 22 minutes in now and I'm still waiting to hear the point. Cheers for that, Elton, says Harry. So true, adds Megan. So we asked Hussein Manoware to share an audio recording with us. We have to play the whole thing for you, they tell us. Please. No poetry. Nothing good ever comes out of poetry. But no, they do. And out comes that bloody library music again. The radio consultant Valerie Geller once told me very wisely that when audio is powerful, 10 minutes feels like one minute. When it's not, one minute feels like 10. Well, I can tell you, a two-minute segment of everyone I've already heard giving their hopes for 2021 feels like it lasts longer than 2021 in itself. It ends in George the Poet talking about his impending engagement, which the future Mrs. the Poet knows nothing about, and a request to wish us luck, guys, as yet another indie plink-plonk bed comes to a close. Q Bodger and Badger saying love always wins. Lots of arched well eyebrows. I was just a bit sick in my mouth. They fade up this little light of mine badly and talk over the brilliant vocals before wishing us a happy new year, everyone. 
Everyone. There's even a blooper Easter egg with some fake laughter and a child, presumably theirs, followed by a lot of credits. The executive producers of this holiday special are the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, someone tells us. 19 other people get a credit. Next, titting about the new podcast from Audible from the fourth funniest woman in the UK and the Vicar of Bloody Dibley. How can just 20 episodes of something feel like an eternity? The podcast begins with a gag about Dawn eating a chocolate bar. Good original material there. My second ever boss once said to me, don't ever eat on the radio, mate. It sounds like you're doing something worse. He's as right today as he was in 1987. Uh, Doing silly voices over their classic theme tune. I guess the fans will love that. Then they go on to explain what titting about means and that there'll be a loose theme per episode. God help us. Passions and hobbies today. Jennifer Saunders talks about football and her passion for Manchester United and fantasy football. Even Dawn sounds bored at this section. There's an annoying pan all the way through where the two friends are slightly separated so one's in the right hand side of your head the other in the left and an astonishing lack of preparation they talk over each other all the time there's plenty of (laughs) false laughter and this is typical of those kind of tv personalities that move into audio without really thinking about it the idea of the intimacy of our medium versus what they've come from The stories keep coming. Eric Cantona touched Jen's leg after an FA Cup win for her beloved United once. She tried to drunkenly spy on the team dinner through a keyhole and the door was opened into her face. She got a nosebleed and was sent home. That's followed by the producer trick of a non-secretor cut to a little phrase of music, then straight into another subject. We're on to collections out of nowhere. Uh, Not that Jennifer collects anything, so that was a great subject to choose. Clarice Cliff is Dawn's collection story. Then Ladro, the ceramic equivalent of those paintings where people have big eyes, says Jen. Then we're into handbags, matching shoes and jugs. Now, these two have been friends since 1978. You'd think they'd have more chemistry now in the natural environment of being in a room talking to each other. It sounds like they're separate audio tracks have been jogged slightly in the edit and now they're annoyingly overlapping each other (laughs) lots of fake laughter non-secretor music again but straight back into the same conversation about doll collections now this is really frustrating because occasionally there are stories peeking their heads above the parapet here like jennifer talking about discovering the room where roseanne barr keeps her creepy doll collection but it's interruption 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 it's all one up womanship There's even a slightly surreal Top Gear moment where Dawn boasts about her TVR Cerbera, the fastest sports car that can go on the road, for which she had to have her arse measured. Another random music interlude. Have you ever been tempted to jump out of an aeroplane? Asked Dawn, out of nowhere. By now we're really running out of material. Jen likes snorkelling over coral and an app that tells her where yachts are going and who owns them. There's a segment now that took maybe three seconds off pre-production, a celebrity collections quiz. Tom Hanks collects typewriters, Jules Holland is into his model railways, and Susan Sarandon loves ping pong. The showbiz chat is at least a bit on brand for their fans. Dawn talks about kissing Brad Pitt at the Ivy with Terry Gilliam, or kissing George Clooney on Parkinson. We hear the same music again, then it's into the desperate question that pedestrian producers always put at the end of every show. What have we learned? 
Not very much, to be honest. An unfunny outtake in which Jen takes the mick out of podcast form. Nice, on their first podcast. Then the same music cue again. I'll finish with the comments of Mrs. Amanda Han, who sums it up on Audible. Waste of time and a credit. I don't think they had a clue what they were doing. I'm John Ryan, weary-eared and disappointed for Pod Roast. This week with Archwell Audio's holiday special from Spotify and French and Saunders titting about for Audible Originals. I listen to those so you don't have to. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.